right. Welcome again to Choir Talks. Uh, we are glad to be back in the new year. We've taken several weeks off now. I actually had to have surgery uh, during the holidays and so took a few weeks off from this podcast, but uh, we're back now and hope to be here every week. So I hope that you'll look for us each week. We're going to start this year with uh, the first chapter of 2 Corinthians. Um, Corinthians, uh, Paul wrote several letters to the church at Corinth. We have two of them um, that came to be a part of our, our, our uh, biblical canon. Um, the first one, um, he really is being hard on them and uh, talking through problems. Um, but this second one has a different tone and sort of a different theme. And I think one of the prevalent themes, and the one I want to highlight, is um, that it's a letter of encouragement. He is trying to, to uh, comfort them and give them courage uh, and uh, give, help, help them to understand some, some things about the way God comforts us. And, uh, you know, I know that you, my friends out there, like myself, uh, go through difficult situations, discouraging times. All believers do. In fact, even mature believers uh, get discouraged from time to time. And my big example is Paul himself. Right here in the first chapter of 2 Corinthians, he says um, this, um, that we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to, to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Paul was discouraged. He got in difficult situations, and, and he began to wonder if he was going to make it. Um, so how did Paul now, after that fact, find um, – how did he come to find courage and encouragement enough to write and teach about that to the, the, the church at Corinth? And what can we learn about encouragement? Here's a spoiler alert about what I think his conclusion is going to be. And generally, we overcome discouragement – by getting our eyes off of ourselves and putting our eyes on God. I think you'll see that as if you read through the book of 2 Corinthians. So um, how does Paul teach about that? He starts um, right in verse 3 as the beginning of this uh, content of his letter starts in verse 3. And he says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. All right, we're going to break that down some, but verse 3 in particular is he starts with, well, the first word is praise. Um, praise is super helpful in overcoming discouragement. Now, praise is not for the purpose of helping us. Don't get me wrong. Praise is all about God. We praise God because he is worthy, not because we need anything, but because he is worthy. He is the awesome, holy God. He, there's no one higher. There's no one greater. There's no one who is really, truly worthy of our praise except for God alone. In fact, as a believer, uh, if you read Ephesians chapter 1, you'll see that you were created and you were saved for the praise of his glory. God brought you into his family because uh, his praise would, he intended his praise to be known through you. So praise is integral to who you are now as a believer, and we need to praise God. Um, one thing that helps to, to praise God, I think, is to just read some of these, the biblical narrative, read some of uh, Psalms, and see moments in the lives of believers when they are giving God praise, and see the language of praise in there. Read, read some of those psalms and see how they address God and what they say to him. 
and begin to pray those psalms back to God. Begin to pray those high and lofty thoughts about who he is and and it'll teach you how to praise God in your private uh, worship time. Well, here's a couple of titles that he gives God right here in verse 3. He says that he is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says he's the Father of compassion. Right? This is a great title for God, especially for those who struggle with discouragement. God is the, the God of uh, the Father of compassion. The word Father here in the original language um, means originator. He is the source of compassion. Um, compassion uh, begins with him. And then he gives him a second title. He says he is the God of all comfort. Here's another title that you could use in your prayer life to God. Thank you, Father. I praise you that you're the God of compassion, that you're the Father, originator of compassion, and that you are the God of all comfort. Um, so learn the, learn the verbiage of praise. Uh, let's talk about the God of all comfort. That word comfort right here, don't misunderstand it. It's not the surface level of God has sympathy for us when we're going through hard times. It's not that God is just feeling sorry for us. The Greek word for comfort, which, by the way, is used 10 times in the 11, uh, first 11 chapters here of 2 Corinthians. Um, and the word comfort here means to come alongside and help. It's the same word that John used in uh, chapter 14, I believe, of John that said, when he talks about the Holy Spirit and he says he is our comforter. He is the one sent to come alongside of us uh, to help us. That's way more meaningful to me than just uh, thinking of God as feeling sorry for me. He, is, he has sent his Holy Spirit to come alongside and to help me when I'm discouraged. Um, so the psalm writer in Psalm 121 says this, I will lift up my eyes to the hill. From where comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. He's our help. The writer of Hebrews prays this prayer. He says, let us boldly come before the throne of grace so that we might find mercy and help in time of need. So let's read on here in the text. Verse 4 says, okay, he's the God of all comfort. Verse 4, who comforts us in our troubles so that... We can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. All right, so God comes alongside to help us as the God of comfort, and he helps us particularly in our troubles or in our tribulations. All right, again, the original language Greek word here um, has the connotation of being under pressure. God comes alongside of you when you're, when you're under pressure, and does that resonate with you? I think there's a lot of pressure in, the, in this world that we live in. I think there's a lot of stress out there, and a lot of us feel stressed. We feel exactly that under pressure. So that is exactly the time when the Father, through the Holy Spirit, comes alongside to, to give you help. So my question for you is, do you, are you lifting up your eyes to the hill? Are you looking for the help of God? Or when you get in those pressure situations, are you depending on your own strength and assuming that you are the source of uh, getting out of that pressure? Um, so, uh, or do you just wallow in dis discouragement and, and stay in the middle of that? God is, is the Father of compassion and God of all comfort. He is the strength to, to help you during those times of pressure. Um, I love this, uh, so that here, hear it again. God of all comfort, it comforts us in our trouble so that we can comfort those who are in trouble. Hey, when, when you are going through something difficult, um, God 
has a greater purpose than what he's going to do in your life. Not only is he going to come alongside and help you, but through you, he intends to help other people who are also under pressure, who are also stressed, going through tribulations. He teaches you and helps you so that you can give the same help to someone else who is under pressure and under uh, stress. Um, There's something awesome and joy-inspiring about realizing that your struggles have purpose. Uh, They're not there just to overwhelm you, but when when God teaches you and guides you through those difficult situations, you are strengthened through that, and you are equipped now to go and help someone else who is in trouble. But I do want to say this. It's not that we go and help somebody because now we are wise or now we are powerful. No, it's those of us who have walked through pressure and been rescued and delivered by God. We know the truth that God is a, is a, uh, the God of our salvation, that he is a rescuer. And so we, um, because we have been through troubles, now we are more aware of others who are going we, we, through things. We see them, we notice these things, and we encourage them and help them to find the same source of help that we find. So he says that we can comfort those in trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Verse 5, For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. Uh, Just as we share uh, in the sufferings of Christ, so also we share in the comfort. Um, Just as we share, to me, just implies that that all of us are going to have difficult, discouraging, pressure-filled situations. It's to be expected, but what is equally to be expected is that we will also share in the comfort of Christ. Verse 6 says this, uh, If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings that, that we suffer. Um, the word endurance there. Um, it carries the connotation of sort of like a marathon run- runner who perseveres uh, as he goes through difficult situations. He feels the pain, but he is able to endure it over time. And, uh, and it, it, it strengthens, teaches us patience, as it says here, uh, as, as we do that. These difficulties that we walk through, when we walk through them and see God working in our lives, they make us more usable to God. They allow us to learn to help others. And, in, and if we share those, notice I heard the word share a couple of times there. As we share those with other people, we don't just walk through them alone. We're part of the body of Christ. And as we share uh, these things that we're going to through, just like Paul himself writes this letter and shares what he went through, as we do that, um, it gives other believers a blueprint for how to deal with difficulties as they see us walk through it. It gives them hope as they see us rescued and make it to the other side. It gives them hope for the situations that they walk through. When we open our lives and share what we go through, it allows uh, them to see God at work uh, in our lives. All right, here's verse 8 that I referenced uh, at the beginning of this. Uh, Paul says, "We We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Um, he, he, he thought he was going to die. 
The situations in his life and in his companion's life were so dire that they were concerned that they would not make it. Um, have you ever heard people say, God will never give you something that you can't handle? I probably said that before myself. But Paul is, is saying the opposite here. He's saying God sent us something that, that we couldn't handle. We were at our wits end. We, were, we were, uh, thought we were, we were done for. We thought we were going to die. Um, and let's read on here. He says, indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Boy, that's pretty strong. He thought we were going to die. He was going to die. But he said, hey, you know, God raised Jesus from the dead. He raised Lazarus from the dead. If, if that is our fate and God wants us to live beyond it, he has the power to raise us from the dead. That's a, that's a statement of faith. But before he says that, I want you to notice this. He says, we, we despaired of life itself, uh, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God. So let's go back to that idea that uh, God never gives us something that we can't handle. Paul is saying the opposite right here. He's saying that God sent us and allowed us to go through something that was beyond what we could handle so that we would rely on him. If God only gives me what I can handle, then my strength is adequate for the difficulties in my life. But but God doesn't limit it like that. He, he lets me go through things that are beyond uh, my ability to cope with so that in his great strength, he can teach me what his strength looks like. At the end of my strength, uh, there's his strength. That comes through, that's when faith is built. And that's when we understand and know God in, in deeper ways. Verse 10. He has delivered us from such deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. I, I like that statement right there. He looks back in the, back in the past with thanksgiving. He says, he delivered us. But then he looks forward in the future, and he says, and he will deliver us again. That's the eyes of faith. Thanksgiving sees deliverance in the past. Faith sees deliverance not yet revealed in the future. And he says, on him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. That last phrase stuck out to me, and as you help us by your prayers. So Paul, as he walked through these things, knew that there were more sufferings ahead. He knew that God's strength would come along, but he also needed the prayers, uh, the help of fellow believers that comes through prayer. That's a lofty view of prayer. It tells us that prayer makes a difference. In the life of Paul, he, he believed that the prayers of people were, gonna, were really going to truly help him through those difficult times. My mom was a great believer. She um, loved the Lord and served him all of her life. Um, she taught and served in many ways in the church. Um, but later in her life, when my father passed away, she was a senior adult, and God just kind of took her to a different level. Um, she began to lose opportunities to teach and do some of the things that she had done. But God began to impress on her and show her how powerful prayer could be. And she began to say to the family and to other people, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit in my prayer chair today. Uh, what, is, what is it that I can pray for you about? Uh, and, and my mom understood this right here. And she believed that the prayers that she offered in private would help, would make a difference in the lives of her family and the lives of her friend. I just say that to challenge us. How serious are you about praying for others, interceding and making a difference? Last verse for today. Verse 11 says, as um, uh, 
He will continue to help us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Okay, so what's the what's the end result here of us going through difficulties? It says that um, that many are going to give praise and thanks to the Father as they see us uh, walk through these difficult times and be rescued by Him. God is glorified in our trials, in our weakness. If you read to the end of this book, um, Paul is going to say this, that when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh, God strengthens us in those, those weak times, and in the process, people see it, and, they, uh, and God is uh, given glory because of that. Let me pray for you today. Thanks for listening. Father, I thank you, Lord, for anyone out there who is listening and seeking after you, reading these, these verses today and listening to them. Father, some of those are going through difficult times right now. And for all of us, there are going to be some difficult times ahead in 2020. So, Father, I ask you for these listeners, God, that um, they would their eyes would be open in the spirit and they would see and know that you are their source of help. And Father, that they would rely on your strength before they rely on their own. God, that the words that we've read today would not just be words to them, but they would be their uh, experience this, this year of finding comfort in you. For you are the God of comfort, the Father of compassion, the Mighty One. And so, Father, we rely on you. Thank you, Lord, for how you help us. And thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do for us this year. I ask it in Jesus' name. As always, love for you to join us at Ridgecrest Baptist Church Sunday mornings at 1030. You can do that here in Madison, Mississippi, or you can do it online. Uh, find us at ridgecrest.net. Have a great day.